Stop talking about tactics. We are obsessed with talking about financial tactics. More than anything else, all most of the, the news articles, the blog posts, the videos, the conversations that we have in YMCA locker rooms about finances are about financial tactics. What are the different things that we should be invested in? What are the different nuances of specific financial products or this and that should we be doing or not doing, avoiding or investing in? These are the things that we love to talk about. We're obsessed with financial tactics, and that's wrong. Financial tactics are not that important, and yet we spend an inordinate amount of time discussing them. We need to stop this behavior. What do I mean by financial tactics? Well, here's the, here's the tactics that we should stop talking about, including but not limited to these tactics, right? right? Sectors, different sectors that we should be invested in. Should be in technology stocks or healthcare stocks or banking and finance or large cap or small cap, international or domestic, all these different sectors. I, I recently uh, was at an, an event, we were at a dinner and someone just, you know, in course, asking them a guy about what he did and he was asking me what I did and I said you know I'm a financial planner and, and his first question was what what sectors are you focusing on right now in, in the middle of this bear market and that was, it's just the wrong question right that's the very first question beyond before anything else about all the things you could possibly talk about with finances and the first question he wants to know is what sectors are we focusing on and there's endless articles about what sectors have performed or not performed, what sectors people think are going to perform in the future, should be invested in this or that, or what's going to be the next hot sector, hot you know, category or whatever it is. And way too much of our time and attention is sucked up into sectors. And it doesn't matter because you don't know what's going to perform well next time. No one does. And it's a, it's a, it's a crapshoot. So why are we ta- why do we spend so much time talking about sectors or interest rates, right? And and of course, in general, themes of interest rates can matter, sort of. But to spend as much time as we do talking about or discussing interest rates and and where can you get the, the an extra quarter percent yield on a CD or you know what about what what are the prime rate is doing all these different things and we can spend tons and tons of time being obsessed with interest rates. And, and what are they, what are we getting and what are we being charged in terms of interest or current yields, right? What is, what is a CD yielding? What is a bond yielding right now? What is, what is our dividend yield on the stocks that we have or the funds that we have? As if all that matters is right now, what are we getting paid as a percentage of what we have invested? Not long term, not, not what are we going to get in total over the course of an investment? Just right now, what is our current yield? Way too much time talking about that fees fees is a is an ever growing in popularity as a tactic to talk about right what are the fees that we're paying our should we be active in, uh, investors or passive investors should we get the lowest cost index funds or should we be paying the the cream of the crop fees to get the best performance or are we in you know cheap cheap you know bank accounts or are we in expensive annuities and, and all these and obviously we talk about fees on here uh, a little bit here and there but we 
can get sucked into constantly thinking that fees are the most important things and that the the difference between winners and losers in this whole battle is fees and what you're paying. And we don't talk at all about the value that you might be paying for it or many of the other many more important things that go into personal finance. And we, we can get bogged down in just discussing fees. Or what about different funds, right? What are the, what are the, what are you invested in? What are, you know, what, what funds should I be invested in? And what, what's the, what's the best mix of funds? And, and what's the best fund managers? And, and should we do Fidelity or Schwab or BlackRock or, or Mass Mutual or any of these different things, right? What are the different funds that we should be invested in? What's the best, you know, are, did you pick the best possible funds to be invested or, you know, let alone stocks and all that, right? But we can even get bogged down in what's the best fund. As if the difference between success and failure comes down to which fund you chose. Which S&P 500 index fund is better than another. It doesn't matter. right? Or what about financial theories? right? We can talk endlessly. And financial nerds do talk endlessly about financial theories. Such as like modern portfolio theory. right? The, the idea that there is a, a curve between how much risk... Again, heavy air quotes on that. Uh, you're willing to take how much volatility a a stock or a a fund will produce, and how much how much your your return will be in exchange for that. And and there's a certain curve where beyond that you can't you can't get any more uh, return without taking on more volatility, and you can get less. You can have the same amount of volatility with less return, but there's this 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 out this you know, frontier on the edge of what we can get and you can't do any better than beyond that. So the idea is that for any given, you know, level of volatility, you know, how do we get the best possible return uh, for that volatility? And and you can talk endlessly about where where funds are on that that frontier, where they fit into that theory or or whether or not it's even valid. And and it's just fun you just have a side note, right? Even even the person who came up with this idea of modern portfolio theory, this big complex theory of how funds are supposed to work and how investing is supposed to work even though it doesn't really work out that way in the real world there's this theory of how it's supposed to be but even the guy who created the theory that now many people and many funds are trying to operate off of he himself was vested in invested in a very basic 60 40 portfolio of index funds it just didn't didn't follow the the, the theory at all but we can get sucked up into talking about different theories or different economic indicators, right? What is the job report saying lately? What is the, you know, what was our GDP growth or, or are we in a recession? And, and we can constantly be caught up in these different aspects. And we're talking about tactics. As if any of these things, most of which we can't control in the first place, really have a big impact on our outcomes. And they just don't. Here are the two elements that I think we should spend more time talking about, that we should explore more, the elements we should explore instead of all the tactics that we so often talk about. First would be mindset, and the second is behavior. Right? That mindset is the first and foremost, the only thing that we can really control, right? How we think about things and what we think about, that's what we have the most control over. And how you think about things is going to determine what actions you actually take. 
right? And so if you have faulty mindsets or an outdated mindset, of course, you wouldn't want to update that and get it. But then once you have the right mindset, right, reinforcing that, continuing to double down on what you know is right and continue to believe on that, that's what's going to reinforce our beliefs and our actions and to the things that we actually take. And that's that something that can change in our mindset can change for the worse. And if we spend too much time inculcating ourselves with negative messaging or you know, these ideas that tactics matter the most and that you should spend hours and hours a week researching different funds or sectors or, or pay attention to economic factors or outlooks, and you can lose a proper mindset even once you establish it. So we should be more spending more time and more energy cultivating the right mindset for finances, for investing, and then reinforcing that mindset than we do talking about all the tactics. And then our behavior, of course, right? What we actually do matters the most. They say that personal finance is 2% knowledge and 98% what you do with that. That we can know everything in the world and still not do it. And if we don't do it and we don't do it consistently, often for decades, not just days, but decades, it doesn't matter how much we know. Right there, like if knowing we're enough, we'd all be billionaires with six pack abs. We, in a lot of ways, know what we should do. The difficulty is in behaving and actually doing those things and taking action, taking the right action with patience and discipline over decades. That's very difficult to do. And so we should be spending more time developing our mindset and our behaviors and more time discussing those and exploring those and ways to do those than we should on financial topics. And in this problem, we just said we have a faulty focus on what we should be talking about. And so there are, you know, dozens, I'm sure, probably hundreds of podcasts out there that talk about tactics. And I'm sure you could go find them. And hopefully one of the reasons you're listening to this one is because we don't do that, right? We're not on here. We're not, we're not Kramer, right? We're not talking about which stocks you should buy or sell or, or, you know, what the next hot stock tip is going to be, or, you know, this one might be the next Amazon or any of that other garbage that's out there. But that hopefully that here we're focused on the things that matter and the things that we can, can actually control, right? So let's check again, just real quick, like how are we doing on that here at retire mentorship, right? We, we've said that our, our, our mission is to increase your knowledge of finances, build your belief in financial planning and inspire you to act on that plan. So how are we doing increasing your knowledge? Well, I mean, that could easily be right. Increasing your knowledge of tactics. And, and maybe that's what you originally came here for because you thought that's what you were supposed to do. I, I should know more about all these different complex financial topics. And, and we do right. Teach some things. I think and I would hope that the knowledge that we're increasing is more on financial strategies and financial concepts and the broader things that we should be doing, right? Invest in general, invest in equities in general. We're not quibbling about which exact funds you should be or, or, or the, the, the benefits between paying 0.04% versus 0.02% in an index fund or, or all these different things that you can get sucked into. Right? We talk more about the, the bigger strategies that are going to have the most impact on what you do and less on all the little things that you can get caught up in. Right? Uh, what about um, you know, build your belief? We do a lot of that here, I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of that, again, is right, it's, you know, building your belief in owning the best businesses in the world. 
right? And that even in a down market, that that's okay. And that you should stick, have a plan and stick with it. And to hear that message over and over again, because the more times that you hear negative messages, right? They say that like in a marriage, right? That, that for every one negative thing you say about or to your spouse, that you need to say five positive things to overcome one. It's right. So not a one to one ratio. It's five positive to every one negative. And it wouldn't surprise me if it's the same with financial messages, right? That for every negative message that you hear about investing in the best business in the world and how people are losing money and how it's a bad time to invest and all these things, that you need five positive statements about investing, about investing for the long term and the wealth building potential that's there to counteract that, right? And like right now, I get tons of, every time I feel like every time someone Right, here's what I do, or they see me again for the long. They're like, "Oh, how is it right now?" And they just they just kind of assume that my business is doing really badly right now because because the market's down. And then, you know, are you are you beat up yet? Are you you know are you sick of taking calls from people? And no, we don't do that. You know, I, I I talk to some of the clients, sure, but I don't have people beating down my door like wanting to panic out of the market. We spend too much time building your belief for that. And so I think you know that's the things that we're that we're doubling down. And then, you know, it takes seven times to hear something before you even begin to believe it. Seven to 10 times. That's why we get kind of repetitive around here, right? Because you need to hear these things over and over and over again for you to build that deep belief. And then hopefully we, we talk enough about uh, some of the general strategies and things that you should do and, and, and build your belief up enough to actually take action and do those, right? That if we talk about enough about tax planning and how much money you can save, over your lifetime by not giving so much of it away to the government and then how much that can compound into personal wealth for yourself or wealth for your family or your children and grandchildren, churches and charities, right? It would, it would inspire you to, to go out and actually do some tax planning or hire someone to do it, right? It would inspire you to go out and, and get your estate plan done to make sure that your money and your assets are going where you want them to go and that the government's not deciding for you what should happen to those things. And so after it, repeating these things enough times, we would actually go out and do those. And so that's what we're trying to do here, right? To talk less about financial tactics, which most of which we can do very little about, and more about behaviors and mindset that are so much more critical to your success in the first place. And it's not that tactics don't matter at all, right? They, they do matter, at least to some degree, right? It does matter what fees you pay. If you're paying three, three and a half percent on some annuity that you don't need in the first place, that's just not going to do as well as investing in an index fund or even paying an investment professional to, de- to develop a portfolio for you and paying for ongoing management of that portfolio. Right? Like it just, it's just not, right? Annuity just can't make up three, four percent annual fees in, in value and benefits. It just can't happen. Right? If you own an S&P 500, index fund, it should be 0.02 or 0.01 or whatever percent fees and not uh, 1.65% like the Rydex S&P 500 fund. Same fund, one's just infinitely more expensive than the other. You know, So th- th- there are some tactics that matter. There are Roth conversion tactics and estate planning tactics and insurance tactics, and they do matter. But for the most part, they only matter until you figure them out. Right until you get into the top tier of of possibilities, and then after that, it doesn't matter, right? And, and like if 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 you've got the proper amount of term insurance, right? That's the behavior. If you've got people that are depending on you for your income, 
The behavior is getting the right amount of term insurance. And then obviously there's a difference between paying $800 and $300 per year for the same amount of insurance, right? Between a company that just sells it because they can and make a huge profit and those who are really competitive, that matters. But at the end of the day, does it matter if you spend $404 or $403 per year to move from one company to another, or, or you know, or if you're examining like oh, this one's got an an uh, AAA rating, this one's only got an AA plus rating. Who cares? Doesn't matter. That's tactics. And if you're as long as you're in the best tier, you're good to go, right? As long as you have, in general, right, investing in equities as a behavior and staying invested, no matter what happens in the market, if it goes up and down, all those things, that's more behavior, and that matters more. Right. And, and the behavior of, of being invested in businesses, being an owner and not a loner to businesses, right? Not a bondholder. That is a behavior more than a tactic because it requires more behavior, more mindset than, than knowing exactly what to do. So we're going to focus more on that. But once you were there, right? And if you're far from retirement and, and then you finally get to the point where, hey, I was 50% bonds and 50% equities and I have 15 years till retirement. Okay, well, and then you do this research and you get a plan and then you realize that you should be 100% equities. And so you switch over to that. And once you're there and you've got a properly diversified portfolio, like we, we don't need to spend endless hours after that debating this sector versus this sector. And, you know, is growth really going to outperform value over the next five years or not or the next quarter? Doesn't matter. Right. So we need to do some tactics. And that's what financial planning really is. Right. Get in once. Do the tactics, review it once a year to make sure that all your tactics are up to snuff, right? And, and if you don't want to do all that review, right, then you have someone to, that does that for you and make sure, yep, our tactics are on point. We are tactically doing everything that we should be doing, or at least in the top tier of those things. And we don't know which of these things is going to be better, but they're both right there. And so that's good enough, right? And then, and then we can just behave and have the right mindsets of the rest of the year. I think it was uh, John Vogel, the founder of Vanguard, who once said, like, you know, there's, he was talking about one of his index funds or something. He's like, you know, there may be a few better ways to invest than putting your money in this fund, but there are tens of thousands of worse ways to do it. All right. So that's true of most things in finance, right? There are, there are thousands of really poor ways to do things tactically. But as soon as you get in that top echelon of good tactics, then we can stop talking about them, right? And we can move on to the more important things in finance for sure and in life, certainly. So let's stop talking so much about tactics. We don't need another blog article on this fund versus that fund or, or what the, you know, how the market's moving today. Doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. Let's talk about the things that are important, our families, our dreams, our goals, our, prob- our, our true problems and pains that we can help each other with. Let's talk about those things. Let's talk about our mindset, our behaviors, and ignore all this garbage that's out there. So stop talking about tactics and start talking about what really matters. If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called Retire Membership, and it has a host of benefits all for free. 
For example, you can always buy my book, 3D Retirement Income on Amazon. But if you join us at Retire Membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it if you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly retire mentorship magazine, which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those, flowcharts to help you make better decisions, and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time. We never ask for any payment information and we never share your information with anyone else. We just want to provide timely content and help you stay the course to retire successfully and stay successfully retired. There's no reason to wait. So join us now at retiremembership.com where you can click in the link in the description and it'll go right there. We can't wait to see you in the community. Cheers. This podcast is educational only and is not investment, tax, or legal advice.